Jackson, the name of your band, Picture Us Tiny, where does that come from? So it's funny, I I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to kind of think of something that sounded like a like a like a band, even though it's sort of a solo project. And those words just came to me. It 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 does not mean anything, but something that kind of went with the name is this whole uh, tiny verse that I'm starting to create, which is a uh, a lot of the branding um, revolves around this character Tiny. He's kind of based off of my experiences in, in life. It's something that I want to kind of focus on moving forward is having like this cool brand around it where there's characters and a little more to it than just the music. Some of the some of the songs on the album are about Tiny, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, like uh, mo- most of the songs are based off my experiences, like at least to some point. There are some songs where they're purely just story based um, that I've kind of just thought about and 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 wrote through. I mean, there's a song called Tiny Into the Tiny Verse, which is uh, ba- based off of the uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, title. Yeah. Jackson, how did you start making music? How long have you been making music? I was, I think, four or five years old. And I've always been a very musical kid. I mean, in preschool, I was always like singing and all that. But I was probably like five years old my birthday was coming up and I asked my parents what I wanted, what uh, they asked me what I wanted for my birthday. And I was like, I, I want a drum set. And they're like, oh, that's weird. Like he never really seemed like a drummer, but they get me a drum set and they're like, where should we put it? I'm like, oh, it's gotta go in my brother's room. My brother's like four years old. And they're like, what? And he starts taking drum lessons after like a month. I'm like, okay, he's ready. I need a guitar. So me and my brother ended up forming my first band called Cat Jack, which was kind of like a garage punk group, like two piece group when we were like probably like five and six years old. (laughs) And it sounds crazy at first, but like we started playing shows right away and like writing our own music. And it kind of ended up becoming, like we kind of ended up being, you know, pretty into that punk scene in DC. Like we, uh, we played together since like we were five to like probably sophomore year of high school for, he kind of wanted to focus a little more on soccer. But yeah, we played like a bunch of really, really cool venues in DC and we were playing shows all the time. And that's really kind of my gateway into music. Playing venues as elementary schoolers? <laughs> yeah, our, 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 first, our first show was um, we opened up for uh, one other thing. Like our, we had like teachers, but it wasn't uh, kind of like the classical uh, guitar teacher, piano teacher, whatever. Our teachers were in touring bands and they were young guys. And I think that's a big reason why I'm as creative as I am in, in, a, in a sense, because like, I don't know music theory, no idea. But the way that I was taught to play music was really, really fun. Anyways, uh, but like we were, we opened for one of our teacher's bands when we were like five and six at a, a very, very cool club in DC called uh, the Black Cat. And it's uh, it's like pretty relatively famous. It's funny you say you, you don't know anything really about music theory. Yeah. And you still managed to make all of this music. I, I am not musical in any sense. I wish I was, I would love to be a musician, but I know that the only way that I could ever become a musician, I would have to just completely get involved with music theory. I would have to completely understand all of that. I cannot imagine how you just, you know, like, it, it seems like you, you kind of just vibe. Yeah, literally. That's where music comes from. 
Yeah, I mean, the way I, the way I was taught was play fast, play loud, play in the right key, and that's really all you have to do. I mean, I, all my songs are re- like relatively simple, and I think that's kind of like the beauty of of pop punk and punk rock music. It's like instrumentation wise, like it's it's not very complicated, but it's a lot of it is storytelling, and I think that's the should be the main focus. Mu- musicality wise, like. You, you could make a lot of crazy stuff, but at the core of it, it's songwriting and storytelling. And I think that's my main focus when I'm trying to make songs. So then what artists do you look to as your influences? I mean, Blink-182 and Green Day are like my biggest, biggest influences. And I think it is abundantly clear when you listen to my album that that's the case. I, I saw an interview with Tom DeLong from Blink one time, and I think he described pop punk music and the music that I really strive to make um, really, really well. He said something along the lines of we're making nurse, like nursery rhymes on steroids, just so fast, so loud and simple. It's like catchy and simple. And I think that's sort of sums up to an extent, like what I'm trying to do as well. Thematically and sonically. Yeah. Growing up in DC, you had a whole big city to work with. Yeah. so then what brought you to upstate New York? What brought you to Syracuse? So um, both Sammy and I are actually uh, a part of the Bandier program here, um, which is like the music business major. And I absolutely love it. I, I, I think it's probably the most awesome college program I could be a part of. And I'm so grateful I'm here. I mean, I've never been a super, super like into like nerdy kind of into school kind of kid, but like, I adore my classes and like, I think I'm learning about some really, really awesome stuff. Did the Bandier program make you want to start your new project? I mean, like, it's a very small program and all of my really, really close friends are here in the program. And I think like when I first sat down to like start writing these songs again, it was under the mindset, I was like, what if I could play shows again? Because that's what I really, really missed. And it was like, I was stuck in sort of, making electronic music and for like for really long time and I think I it got to the point where I was bummed out a little bit where I was like you know what what if I had a show where like all my closest friends were in the audience and singing all the words and and so I mean I think less like the program telling me but like just having like that group around me kind of inspired this album then also like I bought I sent like all the demos to to my friends in the program and got advice from them and I mean it's been kind of intertwined in the process this whole time. You and Sammy, Sammy, one of the marketing manager for your band. Yeah, so so Sammy and then um, another person, Jack Barsh, is uh, handling marketing. And then uh, the album is coming out under this uh, kind of record label collective that me and a couple other guys run called 2008 Records. There's a bunch of people involved. And you guys were only going to Syracuse for a semester and a half, not even a semester and a half before the pandemic hit. Did Picture Us Tiny come out of the pandemic? I think, yeah. I mean, like, I think punk music in general is always, you know, comes out of times of struggle in some sort of sense. It's, I think it's such an emotional, like personal genre of music and I mean, like I was just, I was home and I was pissed off and I needed a way to get my music out. And I think totally like the pandemic was responsible in in some extent to like getting that music out of me. Yeah. 
So then how long into the pandemic was it before you started writing songs? I think I made my first demo probably like a month in. The whole process kind of took like, I think the whole like, but when I first started the demos to when I finally got the masters, it was probably like a five month uh, long period. But yeah, I mean, it gave me something to do and I'm really grateful that I've got like the time to even do it. That was another thing. Like if I was at school, I probably couldn't, couldn't have written this album. So then what challenges did you face creating this album? I don't know. I mean, there was a, there was a point where I had like five or six demos that I really, really liked. And I did hit a slump and I was like, like, I got like, I have six at this point. Like I need to, I need to get to like 11 or 12. Like that's like an album. And I think I probably had no idea what to write about. <laughs> and I got in a bit of a slump, like lyrically, I think. But I mean, for the most part, it honestly kind of came out pretty smoothly. I've never really sat and sat down over a period of time and tried to like write 11, 12 songs. And I think it had been, it had been so long since I was trying to write that kind of music that it all just really came out pretty smoothly and quickly. So then what's, well, I guess what's wrong with just having six, seven songs together? I don't know. I mean, there's, there, I don't think there is anything wrong with that. I mean, I wanted an album. Once I had started, I was like, you know what? Like this all has, like, I felt like, I felt like it had legs. It had a, a very consistent sound. And I was like, you know what? May, like maybe it is time where I, really sit down and try to you know get 12 songs or 11 songs together and I guess maybe I was telling myself there's no better time than now I have the time to do it you know songs are coming out like quickly and if you wanted if I want an album then I should do it right now so when you're halfway through it's kind of like not quitting while you're ahead yeah I'd say so yeah well how else has the pandemic affected you I don't know I mean I'm certainly bummed about it and not playing shows is a big, big thing. I mean, I started this like optimistic that I would get back to campus and be able to play shows. And that's really funny to, to think like how optimistic we all were at the beginning of this. <laughs> but I don't know, I think even let, like not playing shows is big. Also like having, having trouble, like thinking of creative ways to market this in a pandemic is interesting because there's a lot of stuff that, you know, safety guidelines would not necessarily permit but yeah it's tough it's a very very weird time to release music and it makes you think about a lot of other things like i'm thinking of tiktok all day <laughs> like that's that's all i'm thinking about in terms of how am i going to get my music in front of the most amount of people so tiktok's a big one are you on tiktok oh yeah i i think i checked my phone the other day and i think like on like the screen time thing for settings. And I average like two, I, I average like, like almost three hours on TikTok a day. <laughs> Do you make TikToks though? Um, sparingly, but I believe they're very good quality. <laughs> Are they using your music? Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm, a, I'm actually posting one today for the, for the single that, that just came out. But uh, I, I try to like, I took a class, like one of the classes we had to take was um, like a filmmaking class. It actually was super, super helpful. I learned how to use Premiere and I learned just kind of the basics of uh, like video editing. So a lot of my uh, TikToks are kind of, they don't look like normal TikToks, but 
I put a little too much effort into them. You put some production quality into them. Yeah. They're not just shot in the moment. Yeah, so we're trying, like, I'm trying to plan it out um, and have it, you know, align when, align with when music comes out. And I mean, TikTok's very random, <laughs> but you, I, like, as an artist, like, you got to do it and you got to put in the work and you got to reach out to influencers and, because, um, I mean, that's that's the way music's breaking these days and it's something that you really can't take for granted. Were you on TikTok before the pandemic? And yeah, so when when um, the first day of our, like, um, of Syracuse last year, our program is, like, meeting and the head of our program is this guy, Bill Wordy, and he's, a uh, like the former director of Billboard, probably the smartest man in the music business, in my opinion. And like, I'm just a freshman, I don't know anyone. And he's like talking to all of us. He's like, by the way, if you guys aren't on TikTok, you do not deserve to be in this program. And I was not on TikTok and I was like, oh man, <laughs> let, me, let me download it. And then uh, it took over my life. <laughs> so then how do you think that, <laughs> I, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but then how how do you think TikTok is going to keep affecting the music industry in the future? I mean, it's it's a hundred percent the future. I mean, it's like we've never seen a platform that's so like. I think the best thing about TikTok is it's the perfect combination of visual and audio. And so, like, when you hear, if you hear a song that broke on TikTok on the radio, you're not necessarily like you just you think of the TikToks and it's so strange that that's where music is going but like I think the stimulation between like visual and audio and just the way the platform runs is like so different than we've seen and it's like totally totally the future do you want that as the future though do you want the songs on your album if they if they take off if they get anywhere if people start listening to them all over the world. Do you want TikTok to be the reason for that? I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I, I, I work with artists that don't, that are kind of anti-TikTok and I understand kind of the sentiment of becoming a TikTok artist. But I mean, TikTok has, you kind of get like put in, like their algorithm, the way it works is you kind of get like put in these little, almost like groups. The, the people that I make that I really want to hear this album are kids like me that have grown up without, or like that have gone without, you know, someone being that pop punk, you know, icon for so long, because, you know, I grew up on Blink and Green Day and there hasn't been a band that's, you know, remotely come close to their success for so long. And I think TikTok is, you know, probably the, the most accessible way that I can get that type of music to the people that I really want to hear it. So, I mean, if, if in some, some world, you know, my music blows up on TikTok, I have absolutely no problem with it. <laughs> Green Day and Blink-182, I mean, they're still making music. Yeah, both, I mean. Both yeah, of them came out with albums, what, in the last year? Yeah. How? So, I, I think, like, the problem I have with Blink and Green Day's new music is there's something wrong to me about of like like 40 50 year old guys like talking about you know their teenage experiences it worked amazingly when they were 20 <laughs> they are still both my two favorite and most like i my biggest influences but i like 
as someone who makes pop punk music and listens to pop punk music like as their main genre i struggle to you know relate to it and it seems inauthentic and i mean in an ideal world i can hopefully you know step in and be kind of like the voice of the younger pop punk generation because i think it it's a very 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 personal genre and the second you sound inauthentic you kind of start to lose your credibility and a couple of those older bands are certainly in my opinion kind of getting to that point so you don't think they're as authentic anymore to be fair i didn't really give their albums a chance especially when tom DeLong, the lead singer of blink who had left the band to like literally go find aliens. <laughs> Just the craziest story to me. But ever since Tom left the band, uh, I've kind of turned off to their new stuff a little bit. Um, Tom's kind of like my idol. <laughs> what specific messages are you trying to convey with this album? So the Picture Us Tiny album is, I think, rooted in experiences of growing up and kind of transitioning into young adulthood. Most of the songs kind of hover around those themes, whether it be with relationships, whether it be with like literal like fear of getting older and having more responsibility. And yeah, I think, uh, you know, experiences of growing up, growing into adulthood, having more responsibilities, those are kind of like the main themes of the album and, and how I internalize it and how I, you know, struggle with it. And um, yeah. Picture is tiny the musical project of Jackson Valley out Friday, October 23rd on what platforms? Uh, all streaming platforms, anywhere you listen to music. All right. Thank you, Jackson. Thank you.